Welcome everyone to another episode of Routes Unknown. Um, <clears throat> I do apologize for the caption screen not being right at the bottom just yet. I am fixing that. Uh, basically, all the little screens decided to resize themselves into an infinite nothingness. Um, <laughs> so I am trying to fix all of that. Uh, and the intro video that's supposed to play on repeat did not play on repeat. So... Um, fixing that. I know that y'all can't see all the fixes that I'm doing with the there. That's sort of all right. Um, <clears throat> all right. This is a return of uh, routes unknown. This is our third episode. We are returning to the blueberry fields. I am RPG hour. They them. I'll go next, I guess. Um, I'm Eric, a.k.a. Eldritch Crow, uh, he, him, and I'm playing Chris, also he, him. Hi, I'll go next. I'm Rainy, uh, she, her. I am playing Agnes Fulf, also she, her. Hi, I'm Jules. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. I'm playing Theo, who is a spellslinger, and he his pronouns are he, him. Hi, I'm Fox, uh, they, them. I am playing Polaris the Divine, who is also they, them. And I'm Morgan. My pronouns are they, them, and she, her interchangeably. I am playing Natalia, uh, the crooked, uh, she, her pronouns. So I apologize. I just realized that I did not send out the um, ahead of time list of everything, and I was trying to see why, and apparently it's just sitting in my uh, phone's my phone app version of Discord uh, ready to send, um, and that didn't happen. It's fine. It's been one of those days. Well, okay. Um, is that any better? I'm being told that I'm being a little quiet. Uh, also, everything froze on my side for a second, so I was scared. Um, but, okay, all right, I'm being told that that is better. All right, so we left off with Agnes being flown into the wall after uh, disarming uh, the lie detector device. Um, I believe that everybody was in the room i might be wrong i'm pretty sure we were because natalia and i were both being affected by the weird like truth spell shenaniganery going on shenaniganery shenaniganery <laughs> i was strapped in and i think actually uh it was and uh oh my gosh uh mm. it was theo and chris that were the ones that were affected by the conduit and and uh polaris they were right by agnes when she decided to yeet into the room and mm. do the thing <clears throat> oh yeah we, we uh, almost had a funny theo moment but it was, didn't quite happen yeah, come up with some really great lines later that I should have ordered. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> 
something about stealing a childhood toy. So why don't we start with um, Agnes waking up? You, uh, you all right over there? You know, nah. Fair enough. At least you got your regular voice back. <laughs> Sounds like a load of funnest balonas. <laughs> Who are you? Oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think uh, she's who she is. Also, question: Is it hard to unstrap myself in the thing, or am I just like glued in now? Oh no! This is you your new can easily unstrap yourself now. I am gonna start unstrapping myself. Ooh! Yikes! I say something. I'm gonna go over to Agnes and help her up and be like, "Are are you okay? Do you did, did you hit your head? I hit the wall. What you expect? Well, yes, I you did hit the wall. <laughs> Do you have a concession? Concussion. <laughs> a confession. Uh, I think we've all had a little bit too many confessions today, thanks. Mm. Also, does she sound like different to y'all? Is that oh yeah, definitely. I think okay. I'm not too. <laughs> okay, okay. I, w- I was just making sure. I like I didn't want to I'm just speaking honestly here. She sounds weird. You sound weird. <laughs> Who are you? What did you do with our friend? <laughs> If I'm gonna be perfectly honest, sounds like you lot drank way too much giga water. And who is this Agnes? Oh God. Ooh, I don't like that. What is giga water? Can we just thump her on the head as reset? I mean, uh, turn around and say, like, and to say to everybody else, it's like, okay, who knows in what particular way Agnes is weird? Because I know that all of us have a have a weird thing. I don't know about hers. Does anybody else have any insight? Um, her era. It's fine weird thing because I have several, and she has like a lot. <laughs> we know that you do. I know that I do. I don't have shit. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, she has a, um, Agnes has a lot of weirdness going on. One of the uh coin. Coin. There's a coin. There's the coin. And turn around and Agnes and said, Do you have your the coin? Did you flip the coin wrong? You mean this thing? 
as yes. I just like hold it up between my fingers. Yes. No. Again, I don't know who you're talking about this, Agnes. Well, then who are we talking to? You're talking to Valerie. Just call me Val. You don't need to know my last name. Nobody needs to know my last name. No, that's mysterious. Is it? I like do have a last wolf? name. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. It's Val. So, so Val, Val. Min Min. <laughs> I just showed me that meme. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, and considering I'm not where I'm supposed to be, I would really be yelling at all y'all for getting in my stash. Your stash? There's a stash I mean, here? At this point, we should probably be the one yelling at you for getting into our friend, but that's... <laughs> Fine. Uh... Wait, wait, hold on. There's a stash here. I need to go find it. I'll be back. And then is going to start like heading out. No, I, I, I don't think that was literal. I think we got a. She had a Ghostbuster situation going on. Well, I ain't afraid of ghosts. Let's do it. Like. I said, let's thump her on the head and restart her. But I guess. <laughs> General consensus on that was no. I mean, I, you can feel I mean, free. I mean, I can punch her. Do you want me to punch her? Like, no, I can look away, so I have deniability. <laughs> Chris thinks real hard about this. Like, you can see he's maybe kind of grinding his teeth over it a little bit, and he just says. Nah, this might be a job for the library. Hold on. We should leave first. First of all. Also, we should probably get you a mirror. And he just points at Agnes, now Valerie. Hold on, wait, hold on. We have cell phones in this world, right? I forgot. Like, just straight up, like... Right yeah, no, it, it's basically like... It, it is basically like right now-ish... Okay, um, I'm gonna pull out my phone and like put it to camera mode and just do selfie mode and just turn it around and show it. <laughs> so Valerie, at Valerie. <laughs> it's frequently easy to forget we can have cell phones and TTRPGs. <laughs> it's like what era is this? What what is what is time? But that's you in the in the small box. Um, as you look at it, you don't see. Um, you see the you that you perceive yourself to be right now is the way I will without revealing things to everybody else. Creepy. I don't know what y'all are on about. Sounds like you all are a little bit, uh, half seas over. Bless you. I don't know what that means. Okay. Drunk. Oh, look. Right. Well, I, English now. I, like, that's good. I, desperately wish that I was drunk right now. That would make things much easier on me. What year do you think it is? Showrunner? What? Oh. Um... <laughs> do I think it's the year that I think it is? 
despite seeing the entire thing in front of me of what I perceive it to be? Or do I know, or am I aware that I am not in? You have suspicions that you were either in a place of advanced technical research as you were in previous moments, or uh, something else has happened, and you're not quite sure. Um, but you know the last year that you would have been in. I don't know exactly what year it was, or it is now, but last I remembered, it was 1923. Ah, and, and there's our problem. Yeah, okay. You're going to want to come with us, and we need to get out of here. Now, hold on a sec. Just, just, no, no, there's no holding on. There is no holding on. No, no, no. Answer as as Val just like reaches for a knife, there's holding on. When she uh, has a knife on her, <laughs> and Chris just like shoulders the shotgun and he just says, "Nah, there's not holding on. Let's go. We are somewhere we're not supposed to be right now. We'll answer your questions outside." Fine. And just flips it back and into the. She like the little like knife sheath pocket that was on the on the hip clipper. All right, so we get ourselves at least outside of the house, right? Yeah, we need to get out of this little uh, packaging center. So as you're going back through the building, it, it doesn't look the way that it did before. It looks like um, there's the door to this office, there's the door to the one uh, that y'all were just in, uh, and the rest of the building is kind of an open area, storage area, uh, lots of fans and things like that. Um, everything that was on the other side of the door is definitely different now. Huh. I'm really getting tired of this reality warping bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, one way or another, we can get outside of wherever we are. <clears throat> Randy, that. I sent you a quick clarification, by the way, on Discord. Oh, did I do something wrong? No. Mm-hmm. So y'all are exiting Kay. the building? Yes. Yes. <laughs> There is no issue exiting the building other than it just it looks different. Uh, question. question. As we're, you know, leaving, can Natalia get, like, right behind uh, Val and try to pickpocket the knife? You are more than welcome to attempt that. Um, what? What would that be? Um, cool, sharp, weird. Yes. Yes. Is there is there a prudence stat? <laughs> I know, right? Um, I I guess let's go with the simplistic thing. I think this is gonna fall under cool. Sweet. 
I feel like uh, knowing the distrust, at Val is probably going to make a notice check with that. So that would be sharp. That's an eight. E. What? That's an eight. Key. <laughs> yeah, uh, Val doesn't know quite anything. That is a four total. <laughs> um, Val is stuck in a, a mental loop of trying to figure out what could have happened. Uh, the base ideas keep coming back. Is it a potential experiment um, that has caused everything to kind of blip on itself um, or is it potential you know um, something to do more with the cult experiments it's just a lot's going through Val's head um, and, and I'm sorry uh, what did uh, you get again an eight alright um... Um, I guess so you get it but you jar Val back from the muttering and um, refocused nature uh, that she was in. Uh, you just realized somebody stole something from uh, off of your person. Quickly gonna pocket it. <laughs> Whoever just stole whatever the heck they decided from my person, if they don't give it back by the time we reach that front gate, it ain't gonna be pretty. At this point, if we all step out of the building, is everything still frozen? So... Not exactly. Some of the some of the blueberry fields are still uh, icicle berries and icicle leaves, um, but the other part of it just seems to be completely bare. Um, there's no you don't see any evidence because uh, there's a bush not too far from you. You don't see any evidence that like it melted. Um, it's just that it's just gone. It's hmm. interesting. Okay, so when, once we get outside of the building, I'm gonna uh, turn around and go, okay. I need to tell you guys about something that I saw. Alright, sometimes I see weird shit. This sounds way worse than it really is, but I, I swear I would have seen that uh, the, the the big tall fae guy 
sitting behind the desk of, on that on that that recorder. What the, whatever it was, poly something, polygraph. Oh yeah, the the lie detector test. Yeah, that. <sighs> Wait, he was sitting in my You're spot. You're kidding me. No, you're kidding me. Do you happen to know the tall fay dude? Bells? <laughs> no. I'm smart enough to know not to tango with the fay. I'm talking about that whole. You hooked yourself up to that? No, that was that was my sister. That was on me. That was on me, baby. <laughs> I wasn't even in the room with them. Because I know how that shit works. I, I didn't realize it was magical, but I know usually how that shit works. Okay, another quick question. Are any of y'all working for any of those suits? UN? No, they don't like us very much. Do you think I work for a suit? <laughs> I don't have a job. <laughs> Here's an interesting thought. Okay, so at this point, Chris is like going out, like tie has tied his hair back and is pushing up his sleeves. Would Agnes recognize one of the tattoos? Like, would would one of would some of the iconography go back far enough to tie to an institute or something like that that she recognizes UN? Um, mm, trying to think. Um, yeah, would would Val recognize anything? Because uh, considering the era she came from and uh, what it sounds like she's done to well, them, she might know some stuff. I mean, part of the problem is is that, that none of the iconography would be familiar due to the fact that it's 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 very far removed. But it's also. 20 years too early for the UN? Yeah, the, that's the thing. Is like I was wondering Fair. if it was like, did the UN like absorb some other group or whatnot? Um, so, yes, and from what you've been able to tell is that when the UN group was formed, a vast majority of the larger organizations disappeared. Only the more fringe groups and... Um, uh, more public-facing groups still are around. Um, gotcha. Masons aren't, you know, they're, they're still around. You've still got uh, Shriners. You've still got um, um, people that follow things like the Hermetic... Oh my goodness, the thing just left my... Alistair Crowley's organization there. Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Um, you know, stuff like that still exists because it's very public-facing and depending on how they exist, but more secretive things, smaller groups, um, ones that were more into secrecy have basically disappeared. Um, there's been no direct sightings of any of them for quite a while, but some of these new organizations, their symbols are sort of... Like, you could see some... You could, like, take three different groups and be like, hey, if you kind of smash these together and then, like give it to somebody on Fiverr and ask five different people to create a new logo, you, you get something, so... Um, gotcha, gotcha. I just didn't know if there was, like, a lineage to that or not, so... Cool. Not a direct lineage. Um, um, 
In that case, Chris just says, uh, not one of them, but we've had some dealings. All right. Fair. Still ain't trusted any of you. And at this point, she's just like rolling the coin between her knuckles. <sighs> All right. So we've got one possible possession, two of you still frosty. Bye, Frosty. Possession. I didn't fucking die. Do you know what year it is? Well, from that uh, device you showed me, it looked like it was what? (laughs) 2000 something? 100 years in the future? I don't know. Yeah. What the hell this is? What the hell y'all doing? For all I know, for all I know, this could be some cult just yanked me in here, trying to keep me off my guard and, you know, doing hell's know what to my partner. I have no idea what's going on with you, but I am going to ask Agnes when she gets back. <clears throat> I don't know who this Agnes chick is. It's the body you're occupying currently. So, uh, you're dead. And, uh, (laughs) you're in someone's body. Just (sighs) FYI. Yeah, I really have gotten something. Must have... Too much giggle water for all of you. God, I wish. No. Do you know where It's called giggle water. <laughs> and I tell you, just cracking up on like off the side. I'm considering since this uh, this farm uh, RPG. I I don't think uh, I don't think Val's ever been this far uh, far west, far east. Actually, probably not. Um. At least not at, at the very least, not this down south. Definitely. Potentially. Um, Hexwood has basically kept themselves off the map until more recent times. Mm-hmm. So Agnes just like looks Chris dead in the eye. Nah. Don't know what this town is. Welcome to Hexwood 2021. Here in Texas. Still believe you're still you? Because trust me, you're a bit far from where you probably were. And as I said before, cult bullshit. No. And I think Natalia's going to look at Thea, she's like, do I look like I belong in a cult? Look her dead in the eye and say, well, maybe. I'm going to punch you. Natalia, you almost did belong in a cult. I'm the pyramid scheme. The football team? No, the pyramid scheme. Just after high school. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, y
right, look, you know what? I had to get some money. You know, Sherry Ann sells really good cosmetics. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Whatever, you know, I'm just going to go and find my own way back. <laughs> y'all can, uh, y'all eh, can trot off. Hey, eh, wait, 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 no, 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 ain't gonna happen. Technically, yeah. you're my guardian. <laughs> Technically, I have the keys. <laughs> keys don't mean nothing. And you look like you can fend for yourself with everybody else here. I'm, I'm good. I'm golden. Um, peace. I think Natalia's gonna... just gonna walk towards the front gate. And Natalia's gonna look at Chris and be like, now. Chris is just gonna look at Natalia and be like, now. And Natalia's gonna run after her and just tackle her. <laughs> oh my god. Straight up football tackle, or at least try to. Laris is just like, oh no. <laughs> Larys is just taking notes on proper tackle form. <laughs> so you're going to tackle her while you're still inside of um, the farm? Oh no. Oh no. Mm. I don't like that was asked. Look, you ask these questions like it means anything to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Natalia. Are you going to try and tackle um, Val Agnes in the farm at the gate outside the gate? Like what? Probably at the gate. At the gate? Yeah, make it easier for us to get to the cars. All right, um, then I need... Okay, high or low? Low. All right, y'all fell just inside of the gate. Oh, beans. <gasps> beans. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but beans. <laughs> well, considering that uh, Val had a bit of a head start, and depending on where Nat tackles her, Val would probably be more so out of the gate than Nat would. Just, you know, general tackle physics. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I've, 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 I've watched many a tackle from my brother, who is also in football. New to the Unity Engine, tackle physics. <laughs> now this is y'all fell just inside of uh, the gate, and Val, you feel weird, as if you've been drinking. As soon as you get close to the gate, and then you get tackled, you, you feel like you've been heavily drinking Ugh. maybe I'm the one who's a little bit heavier half overseas yeah I guess we probably should have checked for a concussion huh um, Chris is literally just like gonna walk over and as Nat has Val pinned basically gonna scruff of the neck, lift Val, and be like, so, you're gonna stick with us because 
you're body jacking somebody right now. And that's I, a no. I am not body jacking anyone. This is my body. Really? How tall were you? Seriously, how tall are you? 4'11". Why the fuck do you gotta ask? He sets the body jack Agnes down and just pulls the tape measure out of nowhere and flicks it out and just says, Seems like you grew an inch overnight. Puts it away. Four eleven without shoes. Funny boy. God. There's a lot of denial going on here. Chris counts to ten. I would like to note, though, for Chris's sake, that Agnes was actually four eleven. I not not five foot even. Oh yeah, I know. He's he's bullshitting just to try and get Val to listen. Also, I wasn't expecting you to say Val was the same height as Agnes because that's not usually a thing. Um, there have been historically short people. There are reasons. No, but the chances of them being the exact identical height during a possession scenario. Across who says it's a possession scenario? Scenario. Oh, we don't know otherwise. Is all I'm saying. We have no idea. We could try. We could figure it out. The odds were not in that favor. I will put it that way. If y'all want to have an exorcism performed, there's some people in town who would be happy to help. I can do it. We literally, we literally have Star Child that could just exercise on a whim. Well. I'm going to attempt to cast out evil from Agnes. Alright, um, and... That's a yes. standard move for your playbook, correct? Yeah, that's a standard divine move. Why is it so difficult to find? This is fine. I mean, it was either this or something was happening. I mean... That was ready. Okay, so, um... Either works or it doesn't. You said cast out evil? Yes. On Agnes. Do I have to make a, a roll or something like that? No. Uh, Polaris does. Let me know what you Uh, do. yes, the tough correct. Alrighty. Okay, let me pull up my little dice roller. Uh, with my modifier, that is a 12. So that's a 10 plus my two tough. <laughs> so. Go in and as you do this, the bushes nearby turn back to fully thriving blueberry bushes Ooh. however nothing seems to have changed with Agnes or I should say Val alright you know what 
niceties are over. You put me the fuck down. You let me walk out this goddamn gate. And you better frickin' pray I don't find any of y'all. Frickin' Texas. Mom told me to stay the frick away. I probably should've. Oh, man. This is awkward. Please note that... Please note that Val is actually in possession of Agnes's bows and arrows. Well, you know what I'm in possession of is an industrial sized thing of bubble wrap. I feel like it is time to wrap Val up. <laughs> Clarice is just like, cool. Um, at, at that point, though, Val is going to like make a break for it because we are still inside the gate. Go ahead and um, let's have Val make a roll, and we are going to do oh, which one of these moves is the best for this? Um, let's do an act under pressure. Yeah. So plus cool. Oh, that is that's an eight. I got two threes, and my cool is plus two. Okay. Um, so on a seven and nine, uh, you're going to get a worse outcome, hard choice or price to pay. Um, so you can make it to the gate and get out. But... Mm -hmm. You as Agnes feels like this may temporarily sever your abilities to communicate with this person. And so you can either jerk them back and stop them from leaving. Or um, if you stay inside of the fence and go towards the blueberry bushes instead to try and get away and reason with them potentially... Um, <laughs> you feel that you wouldn't be temporarily or permanently disconnected from this past life. So you as Agnes has this decision. You feel this um, as Ag she's making this break. Yeah, um, Agnes is going to... Uh, the decision for Agnes is we're going to break for the bushes, like faint for the... faint for the gate, but go further into the bushes. Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead and, um, oh, how do I do this for everybody else? Um, so for all the non Agnes people, um, Is this uh go ahead and everybody else give me a plus sharp right quick i'm gonna do a modified uh read a bad situation that's a 10 <laughs> sorry or <laughs> i 
Yes, I got eleven. You got a four and eleven. Sorry, I was muted. Uh, nine for me. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so four, eleven, nine, jewels. Twelve. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Polaris is dazzled with um, the beautiful bubble wrap uh, baton. Uh, um, You find it difficult, uh, Chris, to see where Agnes went to in the bushes. It's like she just disappeared. And the other two of y'all, y'all see the doorway that's been opened that Agnes has gone through. It's just right inside the bushes. Get back here! You just need to tell you to starting to go for it. <laughs> I go through the door. Oh yes. Yeah, we're totally doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're siblings. <laughs> so y'all are just gonna y'all are gonna say anything? You're just gonna go barreling through the the doorway? Hey, where did the doorway come from? <laughs> Doorway. What? Where's it go? Chaos, we'll find out. And like Chris grabs Polaris by the back of the shirt and like tugs Polaris along after Nat, because to him he just sees Nat and Theo dive into a bush and disappear. <laughs> uh, yeah, Polaris will be pulled away from the bubble popping. Um, like oh, a bush. So for. As soon as y'all get through, there's two people standing next to each other that look almost the exact same height. One is Agnes, and you're not sure who the other is. Um, uh, Theo and Natalia have no issues going through that doorway. Uh, Chris and Polaris, because you weren't prepared for this doorway, because you weren't sure of exactly what was there um it's it's like falling down uh a hill through bushes and then you come out on the other side uh with everybody else and sitting on a rock is a small looks almost like picture books of a goblin just, I mean, a big, smiling, grinning face with sharp teeth. Um, but it has wings. And it's only about six inches tall. As Polaris has landed on top of Chris's chest. Polaris is just like, I'm good. Oh, a huge pop of bubble wrap between them because unfortunately the bubble wrap also landed on Chris. <laughs> this is deflating much faster than I wanted it to. I also like to think that the sword just kind of clips Chris in the forehead as you stand up. Oh. 
Probably. They're very awkward and lanky. <laughs> they're not exactly taking a lot of care. They're probably like, oh, let me get up. Just like shove a hand down like on Chris's shoulder and like awkwardly like get up, like putting all of their weight on him in order to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Chris just stands up and, like, brushes himself off and gets his wind back and looks at that and Theo and is like, I swear to God, you two. What? You came along, didn't you? You're here now. This was clearly the right decision. Yeah, duh. So... Fine. Agnes, you realize that this person in front of you is um, Val. Mm -hmm. And so you and Val are standing beside each other. Um, and as far as you could tell, you're both corporeal. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Oh, great. Looks like that solved the issue, question mark. Val, Agnes, Agnes, Val. I'm assuming you're Val, considering you're both the same height. I'll, um... So. <laughs> oh, hello, little friend. Not really a friend. Let's discuss you crashing my home. And he's pointing at your feet. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. And, like, this is, like, that little, like, dual voice from both Agnes and Val's. They're just like, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I see that there's one body, but two minds, two souls. How about we fix this? You know, no thank you. I personally would like to stay where I am right now. And uh, Mama said don't take any, any deals from the Fae. Well, only one of you can go back through the door. And this place only has a little bit of time before it's gone. I'm turn to Agnes and say, you clearly know more about what's going on than, than we do. So, what the heck? I'll explain later. And, like, you go watch as Agnes just, like, grabs Val's arm, like, the corporeal Val's arm, and just twists it enough to just grab the coin from her fingers. You're going back to 1924, and I won't bother you again. Yes, I can help this. My aunt always said it pays to be polite in the presence of a fae. We've already crashed your home. 
We'd rather not put you to any more duress than we already have. So if you'll excuse us, we'll just be on our way. That's fine. But there's only five bodies to go back to. And there's six of you. Technically, that one doesn't count. And she points the bell. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to trade you for her. Ew. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. I like This sounds like a win-win to me. Okay, Polaris, you're getting out of the boat. I think Natalia's going to start looking for an exit and start pushing Polaris towards it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sinnel. And this is like Agnes speaking as she's just still got a hold of Val's wrist. I'm sorry, Sinol, but this one's part of me. And I can't let you take her. Fine. Fine. Help me release her back to her time. If you can, please. Sure. But you have to bring me something in return. And you have one week to do so. Any particular... Any particular want? Hmm. Nothing too fancy. Just... A doorknob. Okay. Okay. We can do that. I can do that. My normal door is behind this place with tea. Oh, no I know. Orange door. Okay. If you can find a purple door, I want the doorknob. You want the doorknob for the purple door? From the purple door. For my orange door. Okay. And, uh, what... Just so we're crystal clear here. And what happens if I don't give you this doorknob from the purple door in a week? Well... You'll have to come back. You and Val. And one of you will have to stir. Acceptable terms. So the doorway grows behind you, and there's an easy way out through, and you see the, the blueberry fields back behind you again. Natalia just pushed and pulled Eris. She's like, mm mm, don't. Laris is very dramatically moping. So they're like ragdolling. It's very, very hard to they're push so them. They're so tall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, they are. Laris, if you went out now, I'll teach you how to fire a gun. Ooh, yes. <laughs> All right, let's go. 
gun time. Agnes will just give a nod. <laughs> Agnes will just give a nod and just like yank Val herself a little bit and just past life, I release you back to your own. Before she lets go and make sure that she has the coin. Okay. And do you do that on, do you do that as you're walking through the doorway or do you do that inside of um, this other area? I will do that inside of this other area just in case it doesn't quite work going through the doorway. Okay. Um, she sort of disappears. You can still see her and feel her. Um but for everyone else, Val has disappeared. Huh. All right, I'm going to need to know some more about that later on, Agnes. Because uh, as soon as that happens again, I need to know who I let my sister tackle. Oh, and um, I think Natalia pulls out the pocket knife and hands it over to Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is like Agnes probably, uh, you know, just steps on through and just reaches out to test to see if Val is still there after walking through the doorway. Uh, as soon as you're through the doorway, Val disappears and you get a vision of a purple door. You know where it may be located. Okay. Um, as soon as you pull out that pocket knife, um, you hear a voice right behind you, Natalia. If you're bringing me shiners like that, we can make other deals. No! Definitely not. Fuck you, tiny thing. <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully, fuck you. Respectfully, Respectfully, Respectfully fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Tiny goblin. I just want to be friends. Uh, does anybody linger in the Fey area anymore after this? No. no, I think everyone has. I think Agnes was the only one who lingered, just to release the just to release Val. As soon as y'all are all back through, um, Agnes looks different. It's kind of hard to put your finger on it at first, but you notice that her hair is about two or three shades lighter her lips are much darker and she has a lot of freckles that she didn't have before hmm. what what are you looking at you just look a little bit different Happens when you make deals with the Fae. No. Shouldn't do it. Shouldn't have done it. That was just even... I worked with the Fae once. That's actually how I got into the business. Really? Yeah. I was uh, casing a joint with someone who I did not know. It was huh. a friend through a friend. And, um... Yeah. Fae. Was that the time I had to bail you out and you wound up wearing, like, a foam finger 
pants that were like three sizes too big and a varsity jacket. I think that's just a drunk ex crate that happened that one time, but like. It's kind of hard to tell you, Nat. It is. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but. I mean, it's not the se- it's not the first time I've made a deal. This one actually is far more easier to keep. Find a doorknob from a certain door, get it within a week time frame. No pex- no pesky solstices to keep track of. It's it's better better than nothing. <sighs> so on the other side of town is a little shop. It's well known for anybody who likes non-firearm ranged weaponry. And you remember that there's this tree that um, some of the kids like to hang out at. Somebody decorated it, put a little door there. You never paid attention, but you realize that that door is purple. And... It kind of fits the description that you remember, or the the uh, the visual description that you saw. <clears throat> you never really paid attention to it before because, I mean, it's just kids being kids. All right, so. I'm sorry, that's We've just got... for Agnes. Because um, Agnes was the only one that saw the door. Chris mm-hmm. is just all business at this point. Alright, so... Let's take a little stock here. We've got the branch for my aunt. Theo, you still breathing ice and snow over there? Oh, that's it. Anyway? A runner? Sort of. Hmm. All right. It's, Still gotta get you fixed. It's nowhere near as potent as it was before. It doesn't seem as bad. Yeah, but you're still breathing ice and snow, and it's Texas in a distinctly not ice and snow season. Well, so. you're not wrong. Also, that just happened, and he sort of points to Agnes like he's just taking stock going down the line. <laughs> I owe you a shooting lesson. That's going to have to wait till next week. Because I have to go check on the house we were at before because I don't want to just leave that. And you need to see my aunt at the TOs, Theo, just to get all that patched up. Okay. I'll take you with that. What's up? Nice tackle. Thanks. Yeah, nice tackle. You want your knife back or not? Because I can hold on to it, like, no problem for you. Agnes just grabs the knife. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to give you all a small little rundown. Because, unfortunately, in Polaris, I am terribly sorry, but there are some things that you don't know about me that are typically family secrets. And, well, you are technically considered part of the family, you're still not family family. (sighs) My weird is the fact that I can contact past lives of mine. 
So anything connected to my bloodline in any way, shape, or form doesn't have to be familial. If it is a life that has been somehow cosmically assigned to me, I can get in touch with them. That's interesting. I reason. Yes. They get. They have past experiences. It's easier to learn from them. Hmm. All right. So, what do we do the next time that happens? Also, why 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 did they take over like that? Um, or do you even know? It's a toss-up. Yeah. I, that, that, that's the first time I've ever had one, like, take control that long. Yeah. Well, let's... let's happened have... much more often when I was a kid, but I'm not. No, not since I've been able to control it. Gotcha. Well, I'm no stranger to uncontrollable abilities, so let's come up with a plan. Listen, as long as they're not a Visigoth or a serial killer, it's fine. I have two questions. I'm not going to explain Visigoths or serial killers at this point. I have no questions. (laughs) (laughs) Polaris, we can take... Oh, no, no, no. I got the serial killer thing. Look, players, we're going to watch some documentaries together and we'll learn. I do like to learn. There we go. See? I'm helping. (laughs) And Uncle Jer has a couple of uh, books about Visigoths that you can check out. Great. Now that we've got that covered, isn't it like after dark at this point? Um, No. Surprisingly, uh, according to your cell phones or any other timekeeping devices that you use, um, you've only been in the building for about 10 minutes. Huh. Huh. Makes sense. Right. Well, Theo, I'm going to need a lift back to the tea house just to get my own car. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then Chris starts, like, walking off, but he does that walk of, like, one hand on his lower back from when Polaris, like, landed on him. And he's very clearly, like, nursing some kind of old hamstring from it or whatnot, and is just, like, limping along. Oh, oh. Either way. Did didn't all of us come in the same car? No, I drove Uncle Jeremy's I drove Uncle Jeremy's van because we had to uh put these two in the back so they wouldn't freeze anything. Right. I thought I was in the back of a truck. Yeah, that's my truck. Okay. I'd be like, I don't know what you two are doing, but uh, that's my ride, so um, gonna go join them. Well, I was thinking we're heading back to the tea house as well. Just oh, okay. 
hey, this is Uncle Jeremy's truck. And we... Oh, yeah, still there. Yeah. Unless he walked home. And B, I gotta let him know about this Faye Fay deal and see if we can. We're hitting up the archery range. So Sounds good. There are two paths to get, like, back into town. Well, technically, because you're right next to the loop, you can ride it all the way around and pretty much go in any way, but... Um, the two major roads leading back into town, uh, you can either go up the road, take a right, and you're going to go through uh, some neighborhoods and stuff like that before you get back towards uh, like the tea house and anything like that. Or you can go up a ways, take a U-turn, and then go back the, the road that y'all took to get here. Um, so it is uh, the road going back the way that you originally came. Uh, that same path is going to take longer than the other way because you do have to go down and around to get back that way. So, drivers. Agnes is going to take the shortest route possible. Okay. Because, um... Yeah. Time time is of the essence, even though it's a week. Um, might take an entire three days to try and get a good time to get that doorknob from that purple door. <laughs> yeah, I'll go back the same way. Alright, um... So, as y'all are driving back, you get partway into town, and, um, there's a little bit of a shortcut to get to the tea house, and it goes through the neighborhood that y'all were in last night. And not directly on that street, but as you're passing that street, there's two UN armored personnel carriers at the end of the street, not allowing people on the block. And where the destroyed house should be stands a two-story white and blue Victorian house much different looking than the house from before um, and you can see a family there on the lawn um, and it's it's uh, it's a very quick passing as you, as you drive by that you, you can see this and um Yeah. You see the, the friendly agent from before? Um, friendly. He, <laughs> uh, he probably gets a finger. <laughs> the bird, as you may say it. <laughs> Agnes just is just staring ahead, like eyes hyper focused on the road, so the so she can gain plausible deniability. <laughs> oh, I think I'm in the car with uh the, Theo and Chris, so. Yeah, Theo's gonna, Theo's gonna pull off and stop and look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what in the hell? Um, as soon as you pull over, um, there are a couple of uh, 
there's a couple of the soldier types that start coming towards your vehicle and you can hear you know please keep your vehicle moving and they're motioning on and directing you um, you're not fine. my mob fine fine keep moving Just more birds are given to them um, Chris just takes a few notes in a little pocket notebook and then just tucks that away or later. Who here is um, more familiar with firearms? Probably not Leo. <laughs> it's Chris, the person who uses a modified beanbag shotgun. I mean, Natalia knows guns too, but I, probably not as well. I legitimately have an armory, so if that answers the question. Also, Chris was in the military. Wasn't he? So at this point, um the firearms that the, the NATO rounds that they're using is 5.56. Uh, this is a, a slightly smaller round than what they used to use. All those firearms are very noticeable. You can see them. Um, it's the standard round for many military. However, Chris, you recognize the firearms that they have are only available in the larger round. Um, it's an older, it's an older NATO round. Uh, it's a 7.62 round, and it is, it is a little bit bigger um, than the standard um, AK-47 7.62. Um, So they are using older... Now, the guns look brand new, but they are modeled after older firearms. Would Chris know whether or not those rounds are particularly, like, built to do more damage or a particular thing? I mean, larger round, larger hole. Oh, yeah, fair. I was just wondering if they're packing a little extra or something, something. Not necessarily, but it is kind of a strange thing considering um, standardized rifling or standardized uh, rounds. He'll just, he'll just quietly take that note and uh, make sure to ask a particular question of that agent if he ever runs into him later. Alright, so who was in the car that didn't stop? Uh, I think Agnes and Polaris. Okay. Probably because, uh, since, uh, Nat could actually, you know, like, get in Chris's, like, ride like a normal person <laughs> in Chris's car and not freeze it over. Y'all, y'all get there a little bit earlier, um, and the tea house is pretty sparse um the only people that are there is your uncle um who is still fidgeting around uh 
with those devices. Um, and the sort of um, oh my goodness, my brain just Oh, um, the head of child services is there. That's what we call that. Oh my. Like a social worker or like, it's the head of child services. The head of child services. Did somebody so... steal a baby? Theo says that, and Chris yes. immediately glances at Polaris and then away from Polaris. <laughs> oh no! This is this is this, this is, is before you guys get here. Yeah. Like this is just Polaris oh, now. Oh, okay, right. Right. Yeah. we're not there yet. Gotcha. Um. So there's not exactly police in Hexwood. Um, it's basically divided up between sort of two different services. Um, there's emergency response and then there's more long-term services like child services and um, adult protective services and, and things like that that handle more long-term cases um, they make sure that people's rights are being protected and everything um, so the fact that she's here is a very strange case but as soon as Polaris walks in, she gravitates straight for her. Them. Sorry, them. Yes. Agnes just like protectively steps in front. Yeah, like Agnes just like protectively steps in front of Polaris just before she gets within even a 15 foot radius and just. She easily moves you aside. Na 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 na. Oh. I see, mm, dear child. Are you even <laughs> over the age of eighteen yet? They have you working and doing things. Have you even gone to school? Do you have any type of identification? Um. Well, first of all, I am 3,778. Uh, I don't know what school is. Well, vaguely. Actually, Agnes goes to school. Um, I don't know what identification Agnes is just, like, trying, <laughs> like, just doing the whole no, don't stop, stop talking sign. She looks Clarence right is, like, at watching Agnes, like, I, what, what? <laughs> She looks right at your uncle and is like, and this is why I told you the paperwork that you gave me doesn't make any sense. And this poor child seems to not have a standardized education and is in not need a child. of better care. Not a child. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Miss ma'am. Miss ma'am. You do have Who to called? look up to her. She is I, I uh, know, I know. With heels <laughs> over six two. 
Of course she is. Of frickin' course I have to crane my neck and break it just to stare this woman down. Clarice, was it? Clarice no. Reynolds. No. I'm so sorry, dear. I, I, I don't know who that is. But I will let you know that according to your transcripts, your high school degree is also in question. Um, I believe that your uncle's influence has taken you down a negative path, and while you are over the age of 18, I can call my friend at Adult Protective Services and we can get you situated into a better home. And just who so decided to tell you about myself and my sibling here? It's a small town, sweetie. It's a small town, sweetie. Ma'am, if you may, if you must. A good portion of the community already knows who I am and my family, and um, you kind of really have no right looking into us like this. And again, I will ask, who tipped you off? So, the rest of y'all walk in uh, as Agnes is finishing her statement. Um, so, I will, before we continue the uh, situation here, um, Anybody that wants to can do a uh, read a bad situation role. I, I, I got a question. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe about my question? Um, can I do, I would like to do the read a bad situation role as we're doing this. Okay, uh, but what is your question? Because I have friends on the force and since they're technically not like a force, in in this game what would my quote-unquote friends in the force be then um it would be in relation to uh some any kind of emer direct emergency services so um okay social workers that would show up on the scene emts fire department any of those uh are the equivalent of the force here okay so <laughs> it's fine so um i've rolled in a 10, which is an 11 total because my plus one sharp. Uh, I forgot. Else give it a shot? However, I forgot yeah. to um, mark down. No. Theo well, doesn't notice anything amiss. Um, I, I pulled a 13, 11 plus two sharp. By the way, everybody, if you are missing, don't forget to mark down experience. Ah, darn it. How many times have I missed experience in this entire thing? Uh, ah. I, I think it's three times the session so far. I think it's three. Don't this worry. Is... There's only six hours after this episode is over to rewatch to find it out. 
That's a, uh, Polaris got a nine for this situation. Okay, so and um, I got ten. Okay. Um, I have completely forgotten what Agnes got. I got it. I got one. Uh, I got two less than um, Chris. Okay, so everybody except for Polaris uh, got over a ten. Um, so. And Theo, Theo got a nine. Oh, I'm sorry. Nine. <laughs> um. So for everybody that got uh, less than a ten, um, you're going to get to hold one. Um, of well, no, y'all only get one. So um, for this situation, you realize that this person is not who they say they are. But you are not sure. You're not sure why you know this, but you can just feel that something is not right about this person. Um, for everybody that got ten and over, um, you will get to take two questions with you, um, and you get a very distinct feeling. She gives off a very distinct feeling from last night. Exactly like the figures in the house gave off. Um, and then for uh, for the other questions, you can... Um, it's any of the, uh, the read a bad situation questions, which is like, uh, what's my best way in, way out? Are there any dangers you haven't noticed? Biggest threat? Um, most vulnerable to you? What's the best way to protect the victims? Um, so a a any of those questions you can hold on to um, for later. Um. Ow. So... Some of y'all get the feeling that she's definitely not who she says she is and something else just doesn't feel right about the situation um uh question yes this might be real dumb so I have a cold iron sword as one of my monster slaying weapons and knowing what iron does to Fey. Could Chris walk in and like nonchalantly just act like he is trying to put his gear down on one of the tables, fumble it, and actually manage to like brush the sword against this person and see if it gets a reaction? Is it a small enough sword to fit in your stuff without being easily seen? I don't know, because the only description I have is cold iron sword, and in brackets, to harm, hand, messy <laughs> iron. That is all I get to know. <sighs> I would assume it was probably just, like, in the duffel bag that he usually carries with the shotgun and everything else, because that's, that's sort of just his go bag for strange scenarios. So it would be that idea of, like, he slings the duffel bag off his shoulder, 
with it accidentally open and the stuff just like tumbles out and hits them. I mean, mm. if we are assuming that it is something on the smaller side, like gladius or um i would think so he's not rolling around with a you know swyhander or a german greatsword and anything I mean, like I didn't that figure that big but i mean there's still some blades <laughs> that are just you know um i think like in terms of max size a rapier would probably be your max for easy yeah, it, to fit it, it would have to fit in the bag so like it's, I, I would say it's probably something like Gladius length. So now the question is, how much of it outside oh. of the hilt and scabbard is iron? Oh, I'm thinking like the whole thing. Like it is an iron blade, but the uh, what amounts for a guard and what amounts for a pommel are like twisted wrought iron. Okay. Um, because he wants to be able to pommel, pommel strike a bitch. Then give me a cool roll. Let me just scroll up. See what I'm there he is. Look at yours. Is anybody else Ooh. going to be trying anything while uh, Chris is going to be fumbling uh, his stuff? I've, I forgot to mention, but um, Agnes keeps her arrows on her uh, left hip. Or, uh, no, sorry, her right hip. The hip that she just can easily draw from. And her right hip is what she usually puts forward when she tries to, like, block somebody off from... Um, Polaris. Where's his left? So this fumble might be a bit more literal than I was hoping for it to be. Because uh, I got a five. Help. Can I help a friend? I want to help out. <laughs> so. I mean, it makes it all the more believable I, if it's I, an actual fumble. Well, I was trying to, like, get the iron in contact with skin without stabbing this person, but I think I might just wind up accidentally stabbing this person. In regards to um, the Agnes situation, um, she would have specifically put the arrows on the opposite side, so she would yeah. she would have moved maneuvered herself onto the left hand side. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Beautiful. So like and... she actively avoided brushing up against my arrows. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, Chris. <laughs> not only is the sword out on the ground, but the entirety of your pack is out on the ground right now. Oh, so can you give us a quick description of everything that just fell out? Okay, well, let me oh. rephrase. Everything from the pouch area where the sword was would have come out. Okay, so the area with the sword is like the main area of the bag. Um, it's it's one of those longer duffel bags where it's got pouches on the top and the bottom, you know, looking orientation-wise. The main, like, area is where he tosses the shotgun, it's where he tosses... Uh, hold on, I need to scroll. 
His go bag contains the cold iron sword, a magical dagger, and a shotgun. So those are the three big weapons that fall out. He's probably got, in addition to that, like a crowbar, probably like one or two like power tools, like a drill or whatnot, because he also does a lot of like handiwork around town to pay bills and pay for his gas. And then just like an assortment of odds and ends, um, absolutely ammunition for the shotgun falls out. But also <laughs> some more occult things like he's got a little notebook where he keeps track of, you know, creatures he runs and he runs into. He's got a at least one dictionary of like random occult terms that he might come across that he can like just peruse through at a glance. And it's all just like starts off like Oh, weird weapons, and then just get stranger from there. Um, there are also definitely a couple packets of instant coffee and at least one like random unused tea bag in there, and they just look like they've been in there forever. Ugh. No, that's icky. That tea bag might be bursted open at this point. Oh yeah, probably. As soon as the sword falls out of the bag, everything starts going everywhere. Um, she goes to lunge out of the way and there's a weird I guess the best way to describe it is a like glitch and you realize that you're seeing your uncle tied to the chair and your aunt trapped behind what looks like an invisible wall and then it's gone again. And you're back to seeing your uncle in the corner tinkering on um, the device and then that's the only person visible in the place. Okay. Yeah, Agnes is going to just pull out one of her arrows and just knocks it onto the, like, just put slots it onto the bow and stare at the lady. I I would at the same time like to use my weird, if I could, please. Sure thing. Um, what is your weird? Uh, my weird is no limits. When you need to push your physical body past its limits, roll plus weird. And then on a 10 or more, your body obeys your will to the limits of physical possibility. On a 7 to 9, you do it, but choose a consequence. So, one harm, take minus one forward, or you need to rest immediately. So. No limits, no. Alright, I just want to have it in front of me. Um. I mean, sure. Do it. Do it. I I rolled a ten. All right. I um, I plus one. Do it. Okay. So what are you going to do with this? Um. There's just this really sort of. It's this heartbeat moment, almost, where Agnes knocks the arrow, everybody's tense, and then 
the vision happens where we kind of see the uncle tied to the chair and we see the aunt behind the barrier and Chris clocks into what's going on. And then it just seems like he goes into like hyperdrive a little bit. So he scoops up the blade. Like it's basically a sweep up off the floor, smacks the fey lady across the face with the flat of it. So it's full cold iron to the face. And then while she's reeling, he is going to put a hand on her face and head slam her through the table. Because you do not mess with this man's aunt. So part of that actually happens as soon as the blade touches her. Chris. It's like a red mist happens and oh, shit. she goes flying through the door and your aunt falls forward as if the wall disappeared and your uncle is tied to the chair with the device and with duct tape. <laughs> duct tape feels so mundane. <laughs> it's like yeah we got all this magic but you know what really works duct tape duct tape <laughs> what really works in duct tape agnes just notices and immediately flips the arrow back into her um quiver and just immediately heads over to uncle jeremy to start cutting him free with the pocket knife that was oh so graciously returned by natalia <laughs> yeah and like no doubt y'all would notice that the reaction time on that it's not like ridiculously superhuman, but it's definitely faster than somebody Chris's size should be able to move, I would think. Hey, so got it. And Natalia's just gonna pat him <laughs> on the shoulder and then, like, run out the door after the, the lady. And he's just like, yep, let's go. And he's after Natalia. Clarice will go, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious at... <sighs> and Agnes will just like look at Uncle Jeremy and just I'm going to just make it easy for you to bust out of this duct tape and then I'm going after the I'm, go I'm going after Polaris okay 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 we'll talk about this later because <laughs> like Jeremy would know what what happens to Agnes when she has a Fey deal going on? So, as y'all start going, it's like a thick fog, and you run into what you would expect to be just like the end of the walkway up to the front door and instead you're running in the back door of the building I hate the fae <laughs> <laughs> Polaris uh oof Oh, uh, is it possible for Polaris to just walk backwards, like, out, out the door? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, um, yeah, uh, 
so by the backwards out the door, are you going to try and walk backwards out the front or backwards out the back door? Backwards out the back door that they just ran in through. They just like hit the reverse. They don't even turn around. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Polaris starts going backwards, it's like a thick blanket of fog. And then you trip over um, your uncle for a moment. Okay. <laughs> What what happened? Sorry, I had a I had to divert a phone call. Um, basically, there is a thick fog outside that no matter which door you go out of, you end up coming back through another door. Okay. Polaris just kind of reverse moonwalked back in through the front <laughs> and tripped over y'all. <laughs> oh. Great. Well, looks like we at least scared him off. But now we're stuck here. Yeah. Jer. Uncle Jer, did did they say anything? So you, s- you said you were gonna make it easy for him to get out, but you you never stated that you removed the duct tape from his mouth. <laughs> um, no, I guess I forgot about that. And I'm trying to remember if you described him as having facial hair or not. <laughs> um. He probably grew out something. It's gonna be unfortunate for him. <laughs> it's gonna be unfortunate for him. Like Agnes just like notices her like like goes to turn around. It's like all right, and just reaches over and Are you kidding me? You know what I have told you about dealing with the Fae, and you come back looking like this. Listen, okay, we went to case the blueberry farm and the fae bullshit happened at the blueberry farm and uh, one of my past lives hijacked. Like, bad hijacked. I was taking, I was getting rid of this, there was this stupid polygraph thing. Nat sits down, conduit, and... Oh, am I? Nice. No, that's a bad thing. Oh. Especially considering the magical device you strapped yourself to. Hey, you didn't have to come in. You did not have to come in. <laughs> that was all on you. You couldn't get out. I couldn't. Did you see me unstrap myself? I unstrapped myself and got out, so. Not while yeah. you were spewing out lies like that. Not. <clears throat> lies? I Truth, was not lying. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Just. It is a circumstance upon circumstances, uh, much like the other time I got locked into a Fae deal. It's fine, Uncle. All I have to do is just get a doorknob from that, from somewhere in town. I have a week. It's fine. A doorknob? It's fine. A doorknob. What do you mean, a doorknob? Just a doorknob. So we go down to the hardware store and pick up a doorknob? No, it's a specific door. What door? You know that little fade door that popped up right by the tree, by the uh, archery and axe throne range? The ones that the kids hang around? Wait. Wait, so you're saying you had this, this fade wants a knob from another door's fade door? That sounds like some fey trickery bullshit there. 
are you wanting to start a war between Faye? That sounds like bullshit. Something that is going to start a war between Faye. Who knows if it's an actual Fedor? It's one of, you know the whole fairy garden thing is just an entire scam. Uncle. You know what the scam? Favorite schemes. <laughs> um, Chris's aunt comes over and starts placing um, tea down for everyone. It was this or I lose Val, okay? No Fedor is fake. Only access to their realm is restricted. He's got a point. That was Chris's aunt. Oh, she's got a point. Darius is just like nodding along as everyone makes a point like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like they actually understand. <laughs> I mean, to Polaris, it owes all good points. Yeah, they're like, good argument. I want to. <laughs> so, you realize that your aunt isn't sipping tea. She's got a tall glass. Um, it, it looks like a mosaic uh, handmade cup. Um, which she only uses when she drinks wine. And she's staring out the back door, and she said, Well, it looks like the fae has gone. The fog is lifted. Is the fog lifted? Yes. Wow. That's lucky. Hopefully they wind up with a bit of attic. And Chris is just putting stuff back in his duffel bag. So sure, write me up, call me whatever name under the sun you want to whoever you have to report to for this area so it can get back home. I don't care. I'm not losing contact with another past life. What do you mean? Val hijacked. Polygraph. Okay, so it was one of the old ones from like the 1920s, the ones with the, with this weird capacitor attached to it. And so you Val, just got near it, and it just no. Natalia strapped herself to it, activating it. Natalia, a conduit. Made Did it. not know I was a conduit. Which was is very aware good. of magic. Yes, which I'm is just here for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured out how this device works if you want to chain her up when you go to take a look at things in the future. That would be actually a very good idea, Uncle. Thank you want to hand to me? I can tell you what it does. <laughs> not no. <laughs> But Val, the past life, had dealt with it before. A progeny of, like, whoever the UN has absorbed now took her partner away after dealing with this. She showed me how to undo it, 
I thought my friends were in danger. So I did the stupid thing and ripped the capacitor out, not knowing there was a Fey mark attached to it. According to them, I was thrown across the room. Apparently my voice went weird. And then Val was stuck in my body. Well, that just sounds like... Well, I've got some friends that can help with that. I don't want to visit your friends. <laughs> well, you don't have to visit them because they're not exactly the visiting type. Oh, don't tell me they're the weird hat people. Just because you don't remember your childhood birthdays doesn't mean that they're not real. And they can help. I told you this is why I didn't want to have birthdays so they wouldn't show up. But no, mom didn't listen, you didn't listen, dad didn't listen. Look, some secret societies meet in the back of a church, some meet in a government building, and some meet at birthday parties because no one's going to think twice about people standing around with party hats. People would make would think twice if they realize that the only people who stand in those corners with a tilted hat would be the secret society. Look, I don't think everybody here is ready to hear about the jaunty hats. Please tell us about the jaunty hats. Natalia's just over here dying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's like over here, like childhood birthdays, and I just kept getting explained more. She's like, "What the fuck?" Like, just uh, conversation is getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as um, welcome to the voles and the old tools, everybody. I am steeped in weird. So as soon as he starts describing that, um, everybody except for Polaris. Uh, remembers back to a childhood birthday when there was people standing in the quarter, the corner of your family's yard. The birthday hats that they were wearing were all tilted at an angle. Um, they were dressed relatively like everybody else that showed up, so they didn't really stand out. But they all just kind of sat in the corner. They didn't really engage the rest of the party. They didn't really seem to smile, but you don't remember them arriving. You don't remember them leaving. And sometimes they would end up taking what looks like the gifts that they brought back with them. They would leave with party bags and you're just kind of not really sure what to make of it. Um, Showrunner. Showrunner. Um, one thing. We never... Uh, I've mentioned this offhandedly as like a single small thing. That Chris and his dad don't get along. Could his dad have been one of those people? If you want to go down that route, we definitely can. I, I don't know. I don't know if you had any plans in that direction. 
Um, I will, I will say it right now. Um, I will say right now if it hasn't been cleared enough in this conversation between Agnes and her uncle, Agnes does not have an in with these folks. So if we want to like have an in for the party, I I'm asking the showrunner what makes this more interesting and dramatic. And the showrunner is probably much telling you the same thing. <laughs> if you are attached, or if your dad is is one of them, um, this would be something that you are not privy to. Yeah, like, I, I'm thinking, like, this memory happens to Chris, and then he remembers, like, wait, my dad was there. Why was my dad there? <laughs> like, that that single small thread of connection is what I'm thinking of. Oh no, if if your dad is involved, then anything directly related to you, he wouldn't have interacted with them. Um, so it may have been... It, yeah, they basically, if, if they're at somebody's party... Um, they're not relations at all. Yeah, they're not relations. Uh, we will go into some behind-the-scenes stuff um, that will kind of direct this in a different way um okay i was misunderstanding then that's just on me because i was thinking like oh he would have just been there as one of the participants but if they're not going to be there in case like someone related is there then it doesn't work so they would have been at the party but if your dad is a part of them they wouldn't have interacted with him at that moment um yeah they would have let him that leave. that that doesn't function then so never mind Uh, in that, in that instance, um, can Chris just, like, finish packing his stuff and look at his aunt and just say, so you and I gotta have a talk. Later, dear, later. For right now... I think it's time to go. And on that note, we're going to end for tonight. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like, let's say to go where and then you cut it off. So I think the expression on our face is like, the, what the hell? Like. <laughs> I, I did send the uh, outro order over. Um, <clears throat> I am losing my voice. Let me find this outro order. Outro uh, order? Oh, it's in the yeah. Discord. We ignore. We ignored the intro order. Oh, uh. So, so me now? Yes, it's yes, you. Please. All right. Um. I forget the script. Um. My name is Fox. Uh. They, them. I uh, play Polaris, the Divine. Um, you can find me on Twitter at lolsmallfoxdraws. Um, I'm going to be active again. I've been moving, so, but life is getting back together. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's me once again. Um, I'm Rainy. I, she, her. I played. Agnes, uh, the professional playbook. 
you can find me at Twitter uh, at Rained Keys or here on Twitch at twitch.tv uh, backslash Rainy Keys. And you can also find me uh, on Eldritch Crow's channel this Sunday for the third episode of Beacons of Kelestri. I play Alyssa Vesper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi. I am the resident bird wizard. Uh, I'm Eldritch Crow. Uh, I'm running a game on Sunday uh, called Beacons of Kelestri, which is also being produced by RPG Hour, which is wonderful. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eldritch Crow, and you can find me on Twitch at Eldritch Crow with two W's. Hey, I'm Morgan. Uh, I just played Natalia the Cricket. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and she, her interchangeably. You can find me on all those socials at Serena Bezos. You can find me this week. You can find me on Friday on uh, Ryan Bolton's channel playing a Teletimble on All, which is a Chimera RPG, which is a mix of genres, PPTA style. You can find me Saturday for the, the release of our session zero of our Kids on Brooms game on Utopia. And then you can find me on Sunday on Utopia again, playing live, where we're bringing Kahania season two back. And um, we're playing Monster of the Week in um, Stars and Campaign. So uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, my character is very fun in that session. Um, you can find my podcast, Power of the Players, Red Death. Uh, you can find me on more Utopia stuff with Game at a Glance. I will be on Actual Play's channel as well. Announcements coming soon about that. Um, I think I covered everything. Just follow me. It's easier that way. I'll just share stuff. This is Jules, she, her. I play Theo, he, him, who's a spellslinger. And I'm on uh, Twitter at SQLPI. Uh, so I'm a SQL database administrator. Uh, this has been Routes Unknown, a part of the RPGR Studios network. Um, you can catch a lot of our different stuff that we do. Uh, if you head over to rpgrstudios.carrd.co, uh, there's a lot of links for the podcast shows that we do and the Discord, uh, where you can interact with uh, cast members between episodes. Uh, and until the dice roll again.